section one of a short description of tor abbey by hugh robert watkin this librivox recording is in the public domain illustrated guide to tor abbey the entrance the approach to tor abbey from newton abbot or the north side was formerly by a much longer drive than at present along what is now the avenue road the entrance gates to which were at the junction of the avenue with the old mill road at the present entrance to the grounds of tor abbey are two modern lodges the first stands on the site of a former pond chiefly remembered by old inhabitants as the culminating scene of the annual easter monday revel when what is called the ducking of the lord mayor took place and a generally very inebriated lord of misrule finished his short term of office in the pond this was probably a very old custom in connection with the celebration of hope tide when tossing or hocking as it was termed was indulged in hoke day easter monday was one of the two days appointed in the year for the payment of tribute and later tithes for the reparation of churches the other term being the day of Salmon, november the second it is possible therefore that at one time those who failed to produce the abbot's dues at hopetide were thus reminded of their obligations by his bailiffs this may have been the origin of a custom which the filling in of the pond long after the departure of the abbots has thus brought to an end the second lodge is built in the line of the original boundary wall which terminates on our left after passing the gates with the exception of an old drawing made in the year sixteen sixty two when sir george carey of new park purchased the demesne from john stowell one hundred and twenty-three years after the dissolution and destruction of the abbey history throws no light upon the position and extent of the buildings the two missing gatehouses leland in the reign of king henry the eighth wrote an itinerary or account of his travels in which is a brief mention of this district he probably rested at tor as he evidently visited the abbey church and wrote in his diary in this priory be three fair gatehouses only one of these gatehouses stands to-day the site of the other two has long been a subject for conjecture as nothing now above ground indicates their position as a result of recent investigation it has been ascertained that when the boundary wall between the abbey grounds and the king's drive was built in eighteen seventy seven the workmen found old foundations of cross walls in two places so little was known then about the original buildings that beyond marvelling at the toughness of the masonry which at these two spots was partly utilised to carry the present wall little notice was taken of the discovery and it is only now after the extensive excavations recently made in the rest of the grounds and the knowledge thus gained of the general plan that we are confident that these old foundations x and xx in the plan mark the sites of the two missing gatehouses in the spring of nineteen eleven excavation disclosed the strong foundations of the one gatehouse at x 
twenty-five feet from the end of and in a line with the existing old wall the foundations apparently run right under what is now the king's drive at x x evidence of a building probably a large shed and a wall in which is incorporated part of a granite cider mill were found a gravelled pathway at seven feet six inches below the level of the foot entrance of the modern gatehouse was also uncovered if any trace of foundations of this gatehouse exist they are at a considerable depth and under the large trees which render excavation difficult if not impossible the moat condit and drain on the left hand as we enter the grounds between a row of elm trees and the ivy-covered garden wall was formerly an open moat the source of the water which filled this moat and was thence carried by a covered conduit past the kitchen premises and straight to the sea was the subject of a special charter from william brewer the younger who gave ilsham and shippy colleton to the abbey the water came from what was then known as the spring of st petrox adjoining the kitchen of the court-house of tor and was subsequently augmented by other grants although the names of Efreed's well or ye sidewell near tor church and the shirewell in the chelston vale have come down to us to which this grant certainly had no reference as they are mentioned in other deeds the site of the st petrox spring and of the manor house of william brewer the younger is still unidentified the hard water spring still to be found in the meadow adjoining shippy lodge was the source of the fulford stream granted by roger de cockington soon after the foundation of the abbey the natural course of this water down the tor valley was diverted by the cutting of the railway in eighteen forty seven the introduction of the water supply from tottyford in eighteen fifty eight and the perfect sewerage system completed in eighteen seventy seven rendered this provision of tor abbey's founders out of date the moat and pond already mentioned were filled in and the long well-built conduit along which a man can comfortably crawl is now quite dry and doubtless gave rise to the legends that underground passages from the abbey existed in various directions the west front the drive leads to the west front of the abbey the first building surmounted with a cross of portland stone renewed during the recent extensive repairs has been used since the year seventeen seventy nine as a chapel until the opening of the church of the assumption in eighteen fifty four this was the only roman catholic place of worship in torquay before seventeen seventy nine it had been used as a laundry and previous to the surrender of the abbey in fifteen thirty nine was the guest hall of the abbey south of the guest hall were the abbot's apartments now the modern dining-room projecting from this side of the monastical buildings midway is the abbot's tower covering the main entrance beyond are the kitchen premises and yard reaching to the mowen gatehouse further on at a lower level can be seen the so-called spanish barn the crenellated walls were not part of the original design permission to build these was granted by edward the third in thirteen forty eight 
the wall on our left through which we now pass into the garden has probably been built since the days of the abbots the cemetery it is difficult to believe that the ground on which we are walking was some two and a half feet lower when abbot adam and his six brethren from welbeck took possession of the property in the year eleven ninety six recent excavation has shown that this was the case a depression in this western side of the garden forms a natural arena and this lower part was probably always cultivated as a garden under the alluvial soil the permian sandy clay lies some eight feet thick at the northern end as we follow the pathway we pass on our right a small modern addition to the building this is the vestry of the present chapel just before reaching the end of vestry pause for you are standing in the west entrance to the abbey church looking northwards the ground rising above the depression just mentioned marks the west side of the cemetery bounded on the north and east by a high wall this according to tradition was for three hundred and forty years the burial ground of the canons end of section one